Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. It's a 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Let's play ball. Hi friends, God's Playbook, Father Rico here. Welcome back. We continue our study of Luke chapter 1. Today we examine Mary's visitation to Elizabeth and we hear of Mary's beautiful song of praise, which we also call the Magnificat. So today we will study verses 39 to 56. And so we hear in the gospel, In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, in this powerful passage, we see the second joyful mystery come to fruition. As Mary visits Elizabeth, we call this the visitation. This gospel message reminds us of Mary's desire to serve others. If we want to be a disciple of God, we too need to be like Mary, always placing the needs of others before our own. Perhaps you've heard me or others speak of the word joy, J-O-Y, an acronym which also reminds us of the order in which we are to serve others. J, Jesus, O, others, Y, you. So we start with worship of God, then we move to service of others, and then of course, love for ourselves. And without them, we do not have true joy. If we miss one of those three elements, or we shift the elements, then it isn't joy, it's something else. So Mary loves God. As we just heard in the passage just before, here am I, the servant of the Lord. When she hears of Elizabeth being pregnant, she truly recognizes that Elizabeth is going to need help. Elizabeth is much older than Mary, and out of love for Elizabeth, she decides to put her own needs second to the needs of Elizabeth. 
Mary teaches us what it means to be a servant leader. We recall at the Last Supper, as Jesus kneels down and washes the feet of his disciples, he teaches St. Peter and the apostles to be servant leaders. But here, long before that takes place, we see Mary being a servant leader, which is very authentic and comes from her depth of love for God from her heart. It is the Holy Spirit moving within our Blessed Mother that moves her to an act of love for Elizabeth. And so Mary takes risks by traveling to Elizabeth. Elizabeth was not her next door neighbor. Mary would have had to walk a great distance. There were safety issues. What happens if she was to miscarry? What happens if she was to be robbed along the way or mugged along the way? There are so many things that could have happened to our Blessed Mother, and yet she worries less and trusts more. Mary trusted that it is God who would protect her as she goes to serve the needs of her cousin Elizabeth and her husband Zechariah. Friends, how many times does God ask us to do the same? When we visit with God and other, we truly find hope, we experience great joy and the love of being in relationship with one another. Sometimes though, we can be reluctant. We worry about our own needs. We're worried about the risks that might be involved. We may not be willing to spend the time or resources, whether it be money or material wealth used to bring help to another. And yet we're called to be like Mary, to trust more and to worry less. How is God calling each of us, you and me alone, to be more like Mary? Who are the people that God is asking us to visit, to bring hope to? Perhaps it's a member of our family that we don't always see eye to eye with. Perhaps it's someone in our extended family who's seen as the, you know, black sheep of the family. Perhaps it's volunteering our time to go into one of our local senior homes and spend time with an elderly person. Perhaps it's being more involved in our parish family, spending time with young or the young at heart to bring the message of joy for them. How is God calling you, his son or daughter, to be more like Mary? If you and I decide to stay home and act not out of love, but rather be so preoccupied with my own family life, my own personal needs, then how can the message of joy be shared? Just as the Holy Spirit used our Blessed Mother to bring hope for Elizabeth, so too the Holy Spirit wishes to use you as an instrument of hope for others. May we fear less and trust more. Notice also as Elizabeth encounters our Blessed Mother, as the scripture says she's filled with the Holy Spirit and she feels John the Baptist in her womb leaping for joy. This isn't because she's happy to see Mary although we know that Elizabeth is very happy to see her cousin. Rather, it's the experience of recognizing the presence of God in her midst. 
How many times have you and I had experiences of joy as we experience the Lord in our midst? Think of the many times in which you and I have had the privilege of receiving Jesus in Holy Communion and that experience of the inner touch of God who becomes one like us. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood will live forever. For the flesh and blood that I give is my flesh for the life of the world. How many times have we experienced God through others when we're facing our own inner trials and tribulations that God sends people like Mary into our life to bring us hope, to sustain us, when we feel at the point of despair, when we feel that nobody else is listening, when we feel that we can't go on, when we feel that life is just too difficult, when we need a helping hand, but perhaps we're too proud to ask. How many times has the Holy Spirit come through that random phone call that we think, how did they know to call me? The visit from an unexpected guest. The kind words of someone who said, I was praying for you last week. How did you know I needed prayer? Well, God put you on my heart. These are just some examples of what I call God instances, friends. Not coincidences, not random, but rather the Holy Spirit continuing to move in our midst. How many times has God moved in your midst? You are his child and whom he loves, just as he loved Elizabeth and used our blessed mother to bring her great hope. Elizabeth recognized that the Lord has moved in her life. May we too give glory to God for the times in which the Holy Spirit moves in ours. Now in the final part of the passage is one of my favorite passages in all the scriptures, Mary's song of praise or the Magnificat. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Just hearing these words fires me up. Doesn't it fire you up, friends? How beautiful Mary is inside and out, recognizing God is with her. Friends, God is with you. May these words of Mary echo in our ears and be found on our tongues too, as we say, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I want you to say it with me right now. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Let's say it again from our heart. Mean it. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. What a beautiful prayer we could say every single day, friends. Just this one sentence. Even when we're on our lowest low or on top of the world, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. God never abandons us, friends. 
He knows us more than we know ourselves. This song of praise that Mary uses is used in what's called the Liturgy of the Hours, in which priests, deacons, and women religious make promises to pray every single day as we worship God and pray for the world. And so I invite you, take this prayer and make it, if it isn't already, part of your daily life. That this beautiful, humble prayer that Mary says can be our prayer too, as we give honor and praise to God first and foremost for choosing our Blessed Mother to be the Mother of God and our Messiah, but also that he looks with favor upon us, his servant too, and that we can grow in humble, holy, faithful, and loving ways so that we can be like our Blessed Mother. As Mary says, the Mighty One has done great things for me. Indeed, God has done great things for us by giving us Jesus. That alone should be the source of joy for my whole life. And yet God doesn't stop there, for he can never be outdone in generosity. God has blessed me in my daily life. God blesses you, my friend, in your daily life too. Mary recognizes that God's name is holy and speaks to the holiness that each of us experience when we say the name of God. May God's name always be praised, for indeed his name is holy. In verse 50, she speaks about the mercy that she receives, that we receive from generation to generation. Again, God is faithful even when we are unfaithful. He shows strength in his arm. He scatters the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. God lifts the humble and exalts them. And those who are exalted, he humbles. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. How many times have we found ourselves hungry? Not just for food, although I know that's true, but for righteousness, for justice, for love, for peace. How many times has God filled your hunger, friends? He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. How many times have you and I experienced the mercy of God as individuals, let alone as the collective communion of saints? He is faithful to all people and all generations. Mary's song of praise is a song of great joy. May it echo in our ears, and as I said, on our tongues too, so that we can be moved by the Holy Spirit to give glory to God, to open ourselves to be his faithful witness of hope for others too. Lord, we thank you for the gift of the visitation. We thank you for the gift and witness of our Blessed Mother, and the faithfulness of St. Elizabeth. Help us to be more like them, so that as the Holy Spirit moves in us, we may live your will and bring your kingdom by bringing messengers of hope for others. For God's Playbook, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us on our Ko-Fi ko-fi or gofundme at god's playbook podcast thanks and god bless